Okay, this is a special holy dispensation from official sources familiar with the matter. I'm Commercial Herschel. I'm here to help. This isn't a normal show. This isn't my normal late night morning show. This is a special holy dispensation. And um, I'm going to forego the opening, but I will do the send-off at the end. I will do my normal send-off at the end. So if you want to stick around for that, it's all, I enjoy it so much. But anyway, look, last special holy dispensation, I talked about free speech, and I talked about how all of these people are coming out of the woodwork to express their concerns about Davos and to express their concerns about the erosion of inalienable rights in the United States and all of these things, and that how people in Geneva and people in Davos are having a different conversation than the people in the United States. We're having a completely different discussion in this country about all of these issues. And the people who are in Washington, D.C. aren't paying attention to what the people of the United States are saying. They're paying attention to what the people in Geneva and Davos and other countries are saying, and they're not paying attention to us. So there are some people who have disappointments ahead of them in terms of how they think all of this is going to work out. Central bank digital currency CBDCs, where they think that they're going to have us control over the spigot of money and to be able to turn your money off anytime they want to. If they don't like you or if you say something that they don't like or you do something that they don't like, they get to turn your money off. That is also a thing that is not, is the answer is no. Like that will, that will not be a thing that happens. And people have already made that determination. That's what cryptocurrency is about. That's what Bitcoin is about. It's about where value originates. And it's about where the rights of the individual begin and where the rights of the individual should not be infringing on the rights of other individuals. So there's a thing of individualism and there's a thing of individual rights. The political class has made the term individual itself a bad word that is not going to work out because there's a difference between individualism and individual rights and individuality. All of these words have meanings. They have different meanings. Individualism says I have the right to do whatever I want to do and too bad if you don't like it and you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. That's individualism. Individual rights says I have the right to defend myself against people who want to use me to make an omelet. That's what individual rights is. All right. And our government in the United States has played a role in allowing individualism to flourish and allowing individual rights to be squandered and destroyed. And it has devalued the economy in general. So how does that relate to the CBDC? Well, the title of this podcast article that I wrote on my Substack and on Blogstack is Central Currency is an Oxymoron, an Economy for Each is the Economy for All. Value originates in the individual. The economy is based on you. You are the manifestation, not the systems. 
let me go on and I will try to paraphrase as much as I can as I read, which you're welcome to go read the whole article. In fact, I hope you will because I have things there that help support this argument and that also help support me and my efforts in media. Let me begin. I have heard people say that Bitcoin and other blockchain currencies are fake because they aren't based in anything. Even people claiming they are on the left of the economic spectrum repeat this. I have to ask, which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? How does someone claim to have an understanding of self-determination and liberation movements without understanding from where the value of an economy originates? It's derived from you, boys. It's derived from you. Why shouldn't you have control? If it is the case that one doesn't understand this, it could very well be because some don't appreciate their own value. I hope that isn't the case. You are a valuable person. We are valuable people. We could never be replaced. Value, by its very nature, is decentralized. Currency should be based on value, and this value is created and provided by the people. Centralizing currency is an attempted coup of not only individual rights, but also the rights to collective action and all rights. Value is created and provided by the individual people. It's not determined by from some central source. No, it is not. If the actions of an individual provide a value for society, then the origin point of that value is the individual. There doesn't need to be any other source or any permission, and there must not be a threat from bureaucrats and warmongers to have control of that. Central currency is an oxymoron. An economy for each is the economy for all. Truly, Central currency is an oxymoron because the value, the currency of an economy is derived from the individual people. It's not dispensed from self-aggrandized, self-appointed paranoids. Bitcoin via the blockchain gives us the opportunity to finally embody that fundamental economic reality. Marx was a romantic writer. His treatise for the working class is gorgeous. I'm not mad at Marx. His presumptuousness about people as individuals versus the collective was based in some faulty premises. Had he actually been a working class guy, some of the understanding would have been different. So you have to cut him some slack. I do anyway. Belief is a potent elixir. And many have fallen prey to belief. Things are what they are. People are what they are. They're not what you wish they are. They are what they are. In some ways, similar to today's American left, when they hear someone talking about the working class, they have been trained to believe that is dog whistle language, meaning the white working class. In real life, if they were actually working class people themselves, they'd know the absurdity and the incorrigible offensiveness of that notion because, of course, we all work together out here, keeping the world going for the paper economy that the non-value-producing classes live off of, from the top of the economic spectrum all the way through it. 
Many Marxist college children love to champion the issues of the oppressed and the working class until, of course, we choose to organize outside the parameters of the holy dispensation of academic and partisan culture. Once we actually begin a process of liberation from their systems of control, then we become all of the identitarian narratives, every single slander, one right after the other. It is predictable, and I once won $20 because a creepy liberal lady sexualized me within 10 minutes of being at a meeting, and I made a bet with my friend. I bet you anything somebody like genderizes me or sexualizes me or acts like I'm like some kind of a creepy guy when I go to this meeting that's for working-class people. Guess what? Inside of 10 minutes, a creepy white lady, a rich white lady, did that. It's just, they're so disgusting. They're so disgusting and inappropriate. It's disgusting. We struggle against the systems of violence together across cultural milieus, and they call us violent, even racist and sexist. Many call themselves feminists as they are protecting daddies, rape and pillage money while simultaneously claiming to speak for the people that his policies destroy. Now you can see why I use quotation marks for the word Marxist, and now you know why they are children, and if not children, and perhaps professors, then adults with arrested development. Who would not seek liberation from this madness? The non-profit industrial complex sees the suffering of the poor and oppressed as their opportunity. Did someone say police brutality? Their eyes light up with dollar signs. While at the same time making false claims about the actual citizenry organizing for human rights because we're a threat to their tax-exempt status. Again, I ask who would not seek liberation from this madness? you might be able to understand why people are creating a different system that allows them more movement and offers them the opportunity to be creative in their efforts and to extend their value and extend commerce into new realms and new relationships. Now, I link another podcast that I I wrote about the nature of consciousness and if we as human beings organize against consciousness, like if we actually organize ourselves in a way that suppresses our natures. Here's a link to that, and this is the text of the link. It is the nature of consciousness to continue. It is the nature of consciousness to expand, and it is the nature of consciousness to manifest. This can be encapsulated in stating that it's the nature of consciousness to create. Who is envious of this? Who covets this? Who despises these notions? Who drives themselves mad in their underground bunkers knowing there is a populace that will outcompete them in 20 minutes were it not for their meddling with us? Who would see our currency limited to a central system with talentless operators turning off the ability of the productive classes to buy and sell and create at their whim, if we dare to express our observations and experiences of their vileness and deceit. Who would defend that? Who are you? Who are your parents? Who hurt you? Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on?
As for the ideas that Bitcoin is somehow responsible for crimes or that there is some kind of a difference between fiat-based crimes and crypto-based crimes, really? How laughable. Maybe the biggest difference is that fiat crimes are done right out in the open, like plane loads of American debt shipped to warlords or conniving bankers getting bailed out as money managers destroy the economy and then get bonuses. Do you mean those crimes? To be sure, crypto exchanges are dangerous. Some of them are scams. Something I noticed is the ones connected to the banking system have the worst customer service, of course. That's why a cold wallet is for. It's your value. It's your responsibility. You need to keep your currency under your control as much as possible, especially now with the buzzards flying around waiting for you to die. You need a cold wallet. I wish I was advertising a cold wallet. If I can leave you with one idea here, how about thinking about it like this? Judge the concept by the character of the people who fear it. Look at the people who hate Bitcoin and who are pushing against it and who are trying to ruin it. Look at them. And you tell me that you're making the right decision by following along with their ideas of a central currency. They want to starve you. Okay, and then I just uh, go on to say I'm Commercial Herschel. I'm here to help. I'm a traveler, I'm a tradesman, and the guardian of my skull. My prose is jagged, my heart is soft. I have a podcast called Smell the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now that you're listening to right now. And if you go to my link, you will find some cool products that I made, some cool graphics that say, an economy for each is the economy for all, among other things. And I hope that you'll go visit and you'll get something like that for yourself and for your family to remind you who is value in this economy. And hopefully soon I'm going to find a way to be able to sell these products with Satoshis. Right now, I have to do it with fiat currency because there's no way for me to do it with Satoshis. But we're working on it. People are working on that. We're going to get in there. We're going to do it. It's going to happen. But uh, let's see here. So let's, let's do a fake little break right here. I'll put in my little promo at this mark when I say the word mark and then when I come out I'll ask you the question for the day and then we'll do the send off so those of you who have never heard my show stick around for the send off I do it every day it's the same every day only different I just like doing it it's become like an important part of my day alright at this mark evoking questions for your smart brain to ponder 20-30 minutes tops ease into your morning Bedtime, wake up, sleepy time, without any fear porn or panic media. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. Okay, so the question for the day is really simple, and then we'll get all in to the send-off, which I can't wait to do. Today, especially after this, what a good little short little episode and a nice little introduction to my products and, and some things. So here is my question for you. Has anybody done anything recently 
to recognize your value into what you provide to the world? And has anybody been devaluing you? Has been making you feel little? Like, have they been trying to convince you that their technology is superior to your intelligence? Have, you, have they been trying to convince you that robots are better than you are? Have they been trying to convince you that technology that they have that imitates human intelligence is better than actual human intelligence? Have they been doing that? Have they been telling you that they're going to turn your money off if they don't like what you do or what you say? And who has been doing the opposite of that? And again, these people in Geneva and these people in Davos and in Washington, D.C., they're having one conversation and the people of the United States, we're having a different conversation. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze out at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We are on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We are a moment, an instant in an infinite universe. We are an infinite in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in a snap of a finger. Instances of existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we are even experiencing it. I hope that we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very strongly disagree. The fact that we are improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We are conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You are a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox. I'd say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter and to use space and the essence of your energy with your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of that source light is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse because it expands as far as you're able to observe into the infinite universe because your observation affects it. You're so rare. You affect the universe when you look at it. You're not only a body, you have radiance. You radiate light. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there's light coming off of you. You're a luminescent jewel. You're a jewel that can shine on yourself from within yourself. You're significant beyond the perception of anyone else. Shine on yourself while you shine on others, and what an honor that you shine on me. Now, smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.